0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for July 9th is Isaiah chapters 1 through 4. We're starting this iconic book of 66 chapters written by the man whose name means salvation of Yah, which is a contraction, of course, of Yahweh. Isaiah, salvation of Yah. Yah maybe even translated, the Lord saves or Yahweh saves. And there's so much in this book and so much of it is symbolic and it can be very hard to understand if you just skim through it. But if you slow down and dwell on it and allow the Bible to interpret the Bible, it can become pretty clear what the prophet is saying. Now, we have this mini introduction at the very beginning of chapter one, the vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw during the reigns of the kings Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah of Judah. So again, this is specifically to the southern kingdom. Now, there are lots of prophets we're going to be skipping around a lot over the next couple of weeks reading from different prophets. I it's it's important to keep in mind who the prophet is speaking to. So Isaiah is speaking to the southern kingdom, these four reigns, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz and Hezekiah, all kings of Judah. And this is roughly from about the time of 792 BC to 686. B.C. So we're still one hundred years before Daniel, six seven hundred years, almost eight hundred years before Jesus, and nearly three thousand years ago today. And he's quoting a lot from God. These are words that he heard from God directly, and is sharing to the kings, probably sharing in public writing them down. He has scribes writing these words down to preserve them. And it's here for us today. Listen, heavens, and pay attention, earth, for Yahweh has spoken. I have raised children and brought them up, and they have rebelled against me. Haven't we all rebelled against him? Haven't we all chosen our own way? Verse four says we are weighed down. These are people weighed down with iniquity. And again, he's speaking specifically to the people of Judah 2,700 years ago. But the same truths apply today because human nature hasn't changed and God's character certainly has not changed. Verse five says, why do you want more beatings? Why do you keep on rebelling? Haven't we seen throughout Israel's history They sin. God sends judgment. It hurts. They're uncomfortable. They repent. God restores them. And then the cycle continues. Is that true in your life? It's been true in mine. Verse 16 says, wash yourselves. Cleanse yourselves. Remove your evil deeds from my sight. Stop doing evil. Learn to do what is good. Pursue justice. Aid the oppressed. Defend the rights of the fatherless. Plead the widow's cause. Some translations in verse 18 say, Come, let us reason together, says Yahweh. Though your skin your sins are scarlet, they will be white as snow. Though they are crimson red, they will be like wool. So he's telling us there's a way out. It doesn't have to continue. But we must churn. We must start doing right and stop doing wrong. Chapter three. The look on their faces testifies against them in verse 9. And like Sodom, they flaunt their sin. They do not conceal it. Woe to them, for they have brought disaster on themselves. Haven't we brought disaster on ourselves in this culture today in which we flaunt our sin? People don't hide their sin anymore. In Timothy, where it says... In the last days, people will call evil good and good evil. When I read that 20 plus years ago, I I thought that's crazy. I, I can't imagine people calling what is good evil and vice versa. But we see it every day in our society. And people are not just calling evil things good today. They are demanding that we all agree with them. Judgment must be coming if the Bible is true, just like it happened to the Jew first, it happens to the Gentiles second, just like it happened to Israel, it will happen to America. We must repent. Chapter 3, verse 10, tell the righteous that it will go well for them, for they will eat the fruit of their labor. Woe to the wicked, it will go badly for them, for what they have done will be done to them. We call it reaping and sowing. It's a spiritual law. You get what you give. And so Jesus fulfilled that and turned it on its head and said, treat people the way you want to be treated. We call it the golden rule. Don't retaliate. Love people, love your enemies, be good to those who persecute you, pray for them and bless them. Chapter 4, verse 2 On that day, the branch of Yahweh will be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the land will be the pride and glory of Israel's survivors. Whoever remains in Zion. Will And whoever is left in Jerusalem will be called holy, all in Jerusalem, written in the book of life. When the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and cleansed the blood guilt from the heart of Jerusalem by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of burning. Now, back in verse 2, on that day, the branch of Yahweh will be beautiful and glorious. That word branch is a reference to the Messiah, to Jesus. The Hebrew word, tzimach, literally means a sprout, a growth. It's, it's causing to sprout. It's something that, that God does and it's used many times throughout the Bible, especially the Old Testament. It's a Hebrew word. But specifically in Jeremiah 23, 5, God says, "...behold, the days are coming when I will raise up for David, King David, a righteous branch, and he, he meaning the branch, shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land." Zechariah chapter 6, verse 12, again, God speaking, Behold the man whose name is the branch, for he shall branch out from his place, and he shall build the temple of Yahweh. Now, friends, we've talked about it before, that the third temple that is being built in these days by Jesus himself is made of living stones, as it says in first Peter. We are the living stones of the temple and he is fashioning us together for his glory. But the thing is, as it says here in verse four, when the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and cleansed the blood guilt from the heart by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of burning, that's when Jesus will return. That's when we will see the glory of cloud of God's Shekinah. That's when we will see God appear by fire at night. We all want to see God move. We all want to see the glory of God. And yet, are we willing to allow him to cleanse us by the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning? We have to be willing to go through the fire, friends, or we will never see the glory of God. Some Christians today believe in this false teaching of a hidden rapture. I believe it's a false teaching. And that Jesus is going to come back and rescue us from the woes of this world. And he's going to do it at some point. But it's not until the church, the body of Christ, it's not until we believers are willing to go through that fire to be cleansed So I urge you, embrace the fire. Let the fire burn off the dross so we will be pure silver and pure gold and be able to be fashioned into the temple of our God. God bless you, my friends. Check out our Facebook group link in the show notes. Check out our website. Be part of the community. Help us grow together for the glory of God. Amen.